0: Welcome to the A Vibrant Vision podcast. This podcast will explore the book, A Vibrant Vision, written by Richard Seaman, the chairman of Seaman Corporation. Seaman Corporation is a worldwide company known for industrial fabrics. This podcast will be an asset on the way to understanding all the book has to offer, and you will get to hear from Richard and the supporting players that have made Seaman Corporation what it is today. I am your host for this episode, Crystal Ribble. Almost every single process Seaman Corporation has encountered first started through a spirit of innovation planted at the very inception of the company. If they wanted to see new growth, bring new products to market, and continue to create a company many generations of their family could thrive in, they had to innovate along the way. Richard Seaman begins our conversation today with the backbone of how family businesses maintain generational growth, which is through a commitment to continual innovation.
1: When you think about innovation in a business, and when you think about multi-generational family businesses, I think there's very, very strong evidence that the multi-generational family business uh, probably does the best job of innovation simply because they wouldn't be multi-generational if they did not have a culture for innovation. The world changes so rapidly. Um, again, over multi-generations, you have to find ways to reinvent yourself for the, the product and the service that you're providing.
0: Family businesses continue to stay a family business because they innovate to stay relevant in the ever-changing worlds they operate within. Unfortunately, this has been more and more of a rarity over time.
1: And when you look at um, family businesses in general, the statistics are not very good as it relates to survival beyond the third generation. Many people blame that on the lack of good governance and shareholder education, which is actually a factor in it. But in reality, I also think that the lack of a spirit of innovation is a big contributor to the demise of of family businesses. If you look at the Fortune 500 companies, an interesting statistic that in if you take the 500 companies that existed in the Fortune 500 in 1955, by 2014, just 60 years later, 88% of those companies did not exist. And these are public companies that have good governance. And I would submit that uh, one of the greatest reasons they fail is that they have not had an opportunity, or they have not done a very good job of creating a culture of innovation.
0: What has been the reason these large and often well-known companies have not been able to innovate and stay afloat for the long haul? Richard thinks it's a matter of what they focus on and the type of pressure they are under.
1: I mean, they focus on short-term results, which means it's hard for a public company to make the long-term investments, commitment of both people and resources and money uh, to innovate for the long term multi-generational family businesses are not under the same pressure to generate quarterly results, for example. And they can make bigger bets or longer-term payoffs. So I think the results of their innovative efforts are longer lasting and, and the quality of their innovation is better. And this is, again, why they are able to survive the economic challenges over many generations.
0: The spirit of innovation at Siemens Corporation is what the company cornerstone is made of. Siemens Corporation's founder, Norm Siemens, Richard's father, had an innovative spark from the start. His way of thinking and constantly looking for new ways to grow and create new product is something that still permeates the company today.
1: At Siemens Corp, we have been blessed with the culture that was originally created by my father. He and my mother started our business with two sewing machines in a basement in 1949, sewing lace around baby doll diapers, which led him into fabricating really kind of domestic type of products out of vinyl films. He became curious about vinyl and the formulations of vinyl. So in my mother's kitchen, I recall watching this, he would mix up Vinyl compounds and stick them in the oven to cure them, and then he put them in the freezer to see if they'd stay flexible in cold weather. He then came up with the idea of being able to coat these vinyl coatings on the emerging nylon fabrics at the time and replace canvas truck tarps. So he, you know, he built his own coating equipment out of pieces he scavenged, <laughs> scavenged here and there, and started coating that. Well, once he got that product produced and working in the marketplace, he moved on to make other products, products for marine applications, products for air-supported structures, using the technology platforms that he had created or developed in the company. My dad was not all that focused on trying to on trying to run the business in a very cost-effective and efficient way. He was focused on creating a product which he felt was needed in the marketplace. And once that got adopted and moving forward, he was onto another product using again, the technology platforms, whether they were weaving or compounding or coding that we had. So he created this culture of innovation, which you know I grew up in and uh, the people that worked for us, even after he passed away at a young age of 55 in 1978, we're still focused on new product development. So that was a key cultural foundation block to our company at that point. We've always invested in research and development. We've always looked for new product opportunities. We've always tried to continue to live in the spirit of my father. So that's how you know that became a cultural component and was early on institutionalized in our company.
0: This innovative spirit can best be seen in Siemens Corporation's commitment to research and development and all the ideas that come from their strategic planning process. This is a key component to making sure the entire company is moving in the same innovative direction. And if you've been around our Vibrant Vision podcast for any length of time thus far, you know how vital the strategic planning process has been to every secret Siemens Corporation has ever had.
1: I think one of the challenges that there are with any business is you can become a victim of your own success. If you have a great product or great service, you continue to invest your resources and focus your resources in those particular areas. As a result of that, you can fail to see where new opportunities might exist for you. And that's where I think the strategic planning process that you do on an annual basis is very helpful, if not necessary, in in an innovation culture. When you do your strategic planning, you bring your team together and you talk about the competitive nature of the marketplace, you talk about your strengths and weaknesses, and through that process, you can uncover new and different opportunities. With the leadership team going through that process, they begin to recognize those opportunities. You get alignment around them and you get your resources focused to try to take advantage of those.
0: One important player that is leading the charge for innovation today at Siemens Corporation is their CEO Jeff Schwartz. The innovation Siemens Corporation needs has changed over the years, and Jeff has a view of the current industry demands and how that shapes their strategic planning process now.
2: So we do annual strategic planning, well, we do an offsite and in the offsite we we tend to talk about some of the mega trends we're seeing. So Currently, it's labor, supply chain, sustainability. So those kind of issues uh, that we that we talk about, and then we we say, what are some solutions or innovations uh, around that? So the the current pipeline of things we're looking at all are addressed. You know, we're addressing the megatrends that that we discuss in strategic planning.
1: In our particular case, and this was. Uh, prophetic, I guess, to some degree. But when we first started our strategic planning process in the very early 1980s, the first session we had, our research and development person the leader came in and said, you know, I've got this opportunity where we can use our coding technology platform to produce a urethane product, which we had not produced before we were producing vinyl products, but to produce a urethane fabric that could be used to replace neoprene fabrics for above-ground fuel storage tanks for the military. When that leader presented that opportunity to us and we could see what its potential was, the whole organization made the decision to focus the resources on doing that. And within a year's time, we created a successful fabric urethane coated material for this application that since that time, I'm going to say the middle eighties, nineteen eighties, has meant millions of dollars of business to our company. So that was a product innovation that may well not have surfaced or we may not have been focused enough on to take advantage of it had we not done the strategic planning process.
2: The strategic planning is less about, you know, what are the what's the innovation we're going to do and more about What are the mega trends we're seeing that we should investigate and make sure that we stay on top of? So we have one innovation right now in roofing that it really came out of the supply chain challenges we had where installers could not get all of the materials on site to be able to get a a roof installed. And so our innovation will allow them to actually get into the building quicker even if they don't have all the materials they need to finish the roof, so you know that was an example of you know where we had labor challenges, where we had supply chain challenges. Uh, we came up with some ideas using our core technologies to uh, to have an innovative product.
0: Strategic planning has led to a lot of positive innovation for Siemen Corporation. And while success is what we all chase in our industries, there are times that success can produce a barrier to continual effective change. When we come back. We will explore this topic and learn just how to overcome this challenge. Established in 1949 and now headquartered in Wooster, Ohio with additional manufacturing in Bristol, Tennessee, Semen Corporation is known worldwide for the production of high value, high performance fabrics. Among some of the applications, Semen Corporation fabrics are used for geomembrane liners, architectural structures, truck tarps, roofing membranes, and applications for the military and government. With the combination of a unique puncture-resistant fabric construction with a commitment to superior customer service and satisfaction, Semen Corporation fabrics exhibit incomparable product performance. Being a part of the Semen team not only puts you on the forefront of industrial fabric innovation but also affords some wonderful benefits all housed within a family atmosphere. If this sounds like a place you need to be, visit siemencorp.com/join-our-team We are talking about the innovation Siemen Corporation has been able to weave into the DNA of their entire company from 1949 all the way to now. And while their innovation has led to a lot of success, there have been challenges they have had to make sure would not take them down in the process. Here again is Richard Seaman.
1: The success of a company can be its barrier to continuing to innovate. And the reason I say that is because as you build a product or a service, you're taking care of customers. And if you're successful, you have more customer demands just around customer service or maybe some variation of the product or service to meet a customer's needs. So, what subtly happens is that the the dollars and the resources that are dedicated to true innovation migrate to becoming customer service focused resources and you continue to get you know innovation in that process but it's just incremental around the same kind of products and services it doesn't allow for more breakthrough op- opportunities of uh, product or service that can be Developed off your technology platforms. So we we experienced that ourselves in our own business where our R&D department suddenly became a customer service department. And it happens very slowly and, and kind of subtly. And, you know, when you're taking care of customers and you're getting sales gro- growth, it tends to validate the strategic direction you're going in. What you miss though, are the other things that might be happening that could be disruptive to your current products or service. You also miss particularly new opportunities that are out there if you're too totally focused on taking care of your existing businesses or your existing customers.
0: Jeff sees the answers to this potential success problem within the resources they put in place throughout every department in the company.
2: Well, I think first, you have to make sure that it's resourced properly and that's not just r and d or or technical resources but it's also the operations resources the manufacturing resources to be able to you know run things efficiently and then i think it's also important not to treat new product development as a completely separate initiative you know it should be integrated you know, there should be alignment in the organization about what's important. And, and so priorities are very, very important. If your priority is to grow organically, and you can you can reach your goals and hit your strategic plan by doing that, then maybe the innovation, the new products are less important. But what we try to do is just have a balance of, of growth. I don't think you can just solely grow by new products or solely grow organically. You have to do both. Um, and you have to prioritize so people see that, Innovation is as important as organic growth.
1: Again, another way to look at this is your research and development, your innovation process has to evolve with the growth of the company. If you're doing $10 million a year in business and you're focused on innovation and you want to, you know, contribute 10% of your sales volume from new products or services. So you have some kind of a process and commitment of resources. 10% of 10 million dollars is a million dollars a year of new products and services you have to create. If you're 50 million dollars in size, which, you know, hopefully your success brings you to that level, now you've got to create 5 million dollars a year of new products and services. And, you know, continue the calculation if you're 100 million, you've got to create 10 million. Well, The resources, the strategies, the organization required to create $5 million a year or $10 million a year of new products has got to be significantly different from the processes you use to create a million dollars a year of new businesses and new products. So you really do need to stay alert to how well your innovation processes are evolving with the growth of the business.
0: One of the ways in which a company's innovation can be seen is when they understand what Richard has named as their secret sauce. You must understand what you do and what you do well so you can innovate strategically.
1: Every successful business has their own secret sauce or DNA for innovation. And I'm going to say every successful multi-generational family business, particularly When you look at business processes for growing a business sustainably, you do benchmarking and in many ways you can adapt those successful processes of other businesses into your business. You have to develop your own secret sauce and you do that by looking and doing a lot of soul searching to understand the success of your your current business. What, What was the nature of the innovation process allow you to be as successful as you were
0: benchmarking looking at other companies and seeing how they use their secret sauce led to some cool realizations for richard early on within the company while he benchmarked several companies there was one story in particular that stuck out to him and has made a lifelong impact
1: the one that resonated with me and then helped me better understand and be able to articulate what SEMA Corporation's secret sauce was. We benchmarked 3M. They basically shared with us that all of their product can be tracked back to 41 different technology platforms. That's pretty amazing. And when we stop to think about what does it really mean? They tell the story, and this is kind of part of the legacy of of 3M, of 3M when in, in the early 1900s, it was simply a company that made sandpaper. And one of their major customers was the Ford Motor Company. One day when an engineer from 3M was visiting Ford, where they would use the sandpaper to sand the metal down before they painted it black, the Ford individual said to three to the 3M engineers, you know, what we'd like to do is be able to make a two-tone color car, but we don't know how to paint two colors on a car and get a fine line of distinction between the two colors. The 3M engineer said, well, we make sandpaper, right? I don't know what we can do about that. But he went back to his office and sometime later started thinking about that opportunity. And he said, well, we make sandpaper. We take, you know, a paper and we put an adhesive on it and then we spread sand across it. Well, what if we took that paper, modified that adhesive just a little bit and didn't put any sand on it? Voila, we could have masking tape. Thinking about your technology platform and trying to come up with a way to service a different kind of product need or business need that's out there. So when we heard this story and learned a bit more about 3M's process, I started reflecting on our own business. And and I got to think, well, my father, you know, first of all, he started with compounding and coding. Well, he's a coding technology platform. And then he went out, he, didn't, he wasn't happy with the kind of woven goods he could buy, so he bought six looms and started making his own uh, woven products. Um, and then he also did some of his own fabrication. So he had these technology platforms that when he had an idea for a new product that perhaps had nothing to do with an existing marketplace, he was using these technology platforms to try to come up with a product or service to meet those needs not unlike what 3M has done so successfully through the years.
0: Richard's investment in studying other companies' successful product lines and attributing those innovations to the possibilities at Siemens Corporation would lead to their core technologies pushing them into new markets. This is something Jeff is still having Siemens Corporation tackle today. Siemens Corporation is continuing to use their secret sauce to create new products on already-built platforms that push them into new revenue streams. When we come back, we will explore Jeff's thoughts on the future of Siemens Corporation's innovation and meet the man who is driving the company's entire innovation team as we speak. This podcast is a small snippet of the great information housed inside of Richard Siemens' book, A Vibrant Vision, The Entrepreneurship of Multigenerational Family Business. To have a vision of growing a small family business into a sustainable multi-million dollar business requires distinctive processes that support innovation, human capital development, strategic planning, and quality assurance in manufacturing and service. A vibrant vision shares the experiences of the author in his growing family business After his father passed away at a young age, and building this industrial fabrics business into a multi million dollar company, while at the same time encouraging his children and grandchildren to become stewards of this treasure we call a family business. To get your own copy of this book, visit Amazon.com. Welcome back. Before the break, we heard the story that really impacted Richard's view on innovation and how it gave him ideas of ways to expand their own business at Siemens Corporation. Richard was able to take a hard look at the technology platforms they already had and how to use those familiar technologies to create new products. A part of the innovation was institutionalizing the creativity within his team so they would notice new possibilities when they saw them.
1: I firmly believe that by being focused on technology platforms while you're looking for new business opportunities, you can be more effective at developing the product or service required for that. And you can also build a more competitive barrier to those products or services because not every, not every competitor has all your technology platforms. You need to get not only your people involved in innovation or research and development, but also your whole organization thinking about the different technology platforms of your business. So when they see opportunities out there, they can draw the lines between the product or service needed for that opportunity to one or more technology platforms that that you have.
0: What are the technologies Siemens Corporation uses as the foundations in their DNA strand? Well, we are glad you asked.
1: Well, we have, uh, as I said, several Platforms that make up our DNA molecule. I mean, we've got fabric formation: how we weave and coat, or how we weave the fabric. We've got compounding: how we mix it together. We obviously, and probably most evidently, have coating technologies, and we do liquid coatings, and then these hot melt coating lines, which gives us again unique capabilities and and, and on processing different compounds. We can do finishing and printing on the fabric. And we also have experience in fabrication, which is what our customers do. But by our having knowledge of that, we have a better understanding of what their challenges are and how to modify products to meet their needs.
0: As the current CEO, Jeff agrees that using their current technologies to create new products is where the future of the business will continue to be focused.
2: There's potential in leveraging our core technologies to get into new markets. We have products that are known as the best in the industry, and being able to to leverage that uh, across a broader range of of segments and even geographies uh, is kind of where we're focused. We brought in technical resources that are, I would say, more intellectually curious about how we can better use the technologies we've got. We're we're one of the only companies that that starts with yarn and makes our own fabric. So how do we how do we better leverage that and and better use that technology to our advantage?
0: Jeff uses the phrase intellectually curious, and while he may mean many things when he says this, he is alluding to a description of Siemen Corporation's vice president of innovation, Jason Spruill. Jason is both extremely intelligent and highly curious. The perfect combination for the task of leading a team dedicated to the company's innovation.
3: I would say my main approach is to be very iterative and in the design of experiments, in the design of uh, of testing experiments, both in the lab, but also with the market. So we have to be very close uh, with our product managers and our strategic marketing groups uh, to actually run experiments in the marketplace. We want to get prototypes out in customers' hands as quickly as possible uh, to know if we're on the right track because we have these amazing technology platforms that uh, are a little bit like Lego bricks. We build the eventual product that the customer is going to buy out of components that we have a lot of deep knowledge on. But that has to be very much directed by the customer needs. And a lot of times the customer doesn't understand our capabilities, they might have a solution in mind when they come to us, but we try to dig very deeply into what is the problem they're trying to solve uh, rather than the solution they expect us to have. And we've come up with some really creative uh, solutions to problems uh, uh, through that approach.
0: What does the future of innovation look like at Siemens Corporation? What are the things that the innovation team is most excited about?
3: Leaning into the application engineering expertise is one area that, uh, particularly in the geo and and, and architectural fabric structures, uh, is something that I'm very excited about. As we move uh, to having really successful dialogue with with owners down the value chain, um, and then uh, the other approach is is finding those new markets, and so we. Uh, we have these technology platforms of fabric formation, of compounding, of top finish technology, uh, of fabrication, and we are actively seeking markets that uh, will also benefit from these. I just think innovation is the greatest job in the world <laughs> because you creativity is what rules here. You have to have the creativity uh, to have that next idea, and you get to really just ask why. Um, it has to be... Have guardrails of, uh, of of what's possible. It has to have guardrails of what the customer needs, and that's where the business setting and the strategic planning comes in. Uh, but the fun of the of the job is getting a whiteboard with a group of people and say, "We have this need. How can we solve it?" And you start sketching out potential ideas, and you move through, and that that's a fun fun day, and really, why the best best parts of my jobs. It's no coincidence that I put
1: innovation as the first major chapter. Because I really believe that all of these other processes are very, very important. But if you don't have a culture of innovation and recognize the importance of that, you'll not be able to sustain, your, sustain yourself as a business organization uh, for multi-generations.
0: 75 years after Norm Siemens' innovative thinking sparked the beginning of this company, their current VP of innovation still gets it and is helping continue to add to the DNA the company has built a legacy upon.
3: One of the cornerstones of of a vibrant vision is that you're building a legacy uh, in your company. It is a multi-generational family business and uh, innovation is key to that legacy. I really see our our mission is ensuring that we thrive for the next 70 years as a corporation. And we can't do that by uh, having product lines that are very, very good, but uh, if they are just stagnating uh, in the current markets we serve, uh, the, the competition is always going to uh, continue trying to beat us. So uh, you always have to reinvent yourself and you always have to be looking for markets that could leverage your technology platforms. So uh, it's a two-pronged approach to uh, to ensuring that the next 70 years of successful business, uh, supporting our existing markets, as well as finding new markets to add.
0: Seaman Corporation is committed to a spirit of innovation, and we are certain Norm would be so proud to see what has been built upon the foundation he laid. We look forward to seeing you back here again next time as we explore customer-focused quality. Until then, I am your host for this episode, Crystal Ribble. Thanks for joining me.